Hey CEO, I have an important question for you today. Are you running your business or is your business running you? If it's time to get your business in order so you can fully step into your role as a confident, in-control CEO, then I want to invite you to this advanced training series that I'm hosting live on May 20th through May 24th. We're calling it the 90 Day CEO Sustainable Success Series. And over these four days, we're gonna break down our research-backed, client-proven process to help you sustainably scale your business without hustling, without overworking, and without burnout. If you've been winging it in your business, hoping that you'll eventually get caught up and telling everyone in your life that when things calm down, you'll be a real functioning human again, this series is especially for you so that you can reclaim your life as you scale up your business. All you have to do is head over to theceocollective.com slash success and sign up. We can't wait to see you there. Over 20,000 entrepreneurs have participated in the Fired Up and Focus Challenge over the last few years. And I've noticed that one of the biggest struggles for women entrepreneurs isn't that they don't have great ideas to grow their business. We have tons of ideas. The problem is that we don't have time to work on the big picture. And I totally get it. The day-to-day of running any business is full of things to do working with clients, answering emails, posting on social media. But all of these tasks that fill up most of our working hours, they fall under the category of working in your business. What about working on your business? Do you have time to write that book that you've been thinking about for years? Or to finally create that online program that brings together everything you've learned working with your clients and allows you to scale beyond your one-on-one work? Or what about implementing the systems in your business that would automate or allow you to outsource things, everything from attracting new clients to making more consistent sales of your products, programs, and services? You likely know that these big picture ideas would be game changers in your business. Suddenly, you'd open up new revenue streams, you'd reach and serve more people, and you'd finally be working smarter, not harder. But how do you find that dedicated time to work on the big picture? Well, in this episode, we're going to dive into my top three time management tips to help you build in more CEO time in your business. Are you ready to grow from solopreneur to CEO? You're in the right place. I'm your host, Rachel Cook, and I've spent the last decade helping women entrepreneurs start and scale service-based businesses. If you're serious about building a sustainable business, it's time to put the strategy, systems, and support in place to make it happen. Join me each week for candid conversations about stepping into your role as CEO, the hard lessons learned along the way, and practical, profitable strategies to grow a sustainable business without the hustle and burnout. Hey, CEO, welcome back to another episode here on Promote Yourself to CEO. This month, we are talking all things productivity, because I know that for so many women entrepreneurs, we find ourselves in this space where we're so busy. All of our working hours are spent doing the things, but we don't feel like we're moving forward. And if you've ever felt that way, like you get to the end of your day or the end of your week or even the end of your month, and you just feel like you're no further along in your business, like you've just kind of been treading water, trying to keep things going, but not actually making any forward 
movement, not getting any real momentum going in your business, then this is a must listen to series. I also want to encourage you to sign up for the upcoming Fired Up and Focused Challenge. That's right. We are bringing back the Fired Up and Focused Challenge. We are going to be running it this month starting on April 14th. We're going to kick off 10 days to help you plan, prioritize, and boost your productivity. We will, of course, be sharing this content on the podcast. So it's easy as possible for you to listen in. But if you want to make sure you have access to all of the downloads, please make sure you have gone over to firedupandfocused.com to get access to those by signing up for the full 10-day challenge. So when you join us for the challenge, you'll also be able to get those downloads and you'll be the first to hear about when we reopen the doors for the CEO collective at the end of this month. Okay, let's get into today's topic. How do we make time to work on the big picture? How do we find the time, right? This is the real language that I hear from people over and over again is, I don't know how to find the time. How do you find the time? You're not going to find the time. We have to make the time. So Today, I want to get into three ways to help you get more intentional about reclaiming the time back in your calendar. The first time management tip for you, the answer is no. You know, when we start our businesses, we say yes to everything. Want to speak at the local social media club? Yes. Want to connect over coffee? Yes. Want to attend this networking event or that networking event or go to this conference or that conference? Yes. And at the beginning, yes is essential. Saying yes is what gets you out there, is what gets you talking to people. That's what gets the ball rolling. That's what gets you in front of those first few clients or those first few colleagues, those first few referral sources. But saying yes to everything is a scattershot approach to growing your business. When you say yes to everything, you have no strategy to decide what does or does not make sense for your business long-term. And then you end up like an octopus on roller skates. You're trying to do everything at the same time, but you're getting nowhere fast. So if you're struggling to work on the big picture for your business, no needs to become your favorite word. No is a CEO's favorite word. You don't have to say no to everything right away, but I would start paying attention to where you are saying yes too much. So a great example of this, I had a client who told me one of the biggest drains on her time and her energy was people were always asking for coffee dates. Granted, this was a conversation we had pre-COVID days when people actually met for coffee dates, but it was such a problem for her because she wanted to say yes. She wanted to meet all these people. She wanted to, you know, build her network But after she had been saying yes to all of these getting to know you coffee dates for six months, a year, even more, she realized that she really wasn't getting the results in her business that she had hoped for those dates, that she was seeing better results in other areas. So we decided she had to really limit how many people she said yes to. We had to come up with a criteria for who am I looking to connect with right now? And if that particular request doesn't fit that criteria for now, then she has to go ahead and say no to it. 
once she had that criteria, it became so much easier. Honestly, the biggest reason she had to shut it down, she had to stop saying yes to all of these was because they turned into brain picking sessions. And maybe you've had this experience as well. You have people who they want to have a quick chat with you. They want to have a quick coffee date with you, virtual coffee date with you. And then it turns into they're just wanting to ask for your advice. But that is what you get paid for. So the best thing to do is what my client did, which is to set up a scheduling tool, set up an option for people to book a call with you and take them through the process of what to expect on that call. Is this a, are we a fit to work together type of call where they're learning about your different options to work with you? Are they paying you for that call for the information they're looking for? You get to decide that. And then anytime somebody comes and says, hey, I'm wondering if I can chat with you about XYZ, you can say, yes, absolutely. I'd love to help you with that. Here's the link to schedule a time and here's the rate for getting that time with me. Once you have that system in place, once you have this type of criteria in place, it makes it so much easier. Another example is my friend Denise Duffield-Thomas over at Lucky Bitch. She found herself overwhelmed with interview requests that just weren't a good fit for where she was going in her business. She was getting people that were wanting to ask her about a lot of different topics, got out of her zone of genius. So her solution was she created a dedicated page on her website that outlined her interview requirements. And this really narrowed the focus. It said, here are the topics that fit in my zone of genius. If you want to talk about money blocks, yes, I'm happy to have that interview. But anything outside of my scope as a money mentor, that's a no. That's not what I want to focus on. So I want you to ask yourself, Where are you saying yes too often that isn't leading to results in your business? And how can you create clearer guidelines, clearer criteria to what is a yes and what is a no? If you're not sure where you're saying yes too often, this is a good time to open up that calendar, take a look at it and ask yourself what in the last few weeks or even the last couple of months has felt like it's taking up too much of your bandwidth. What has felt like a drain? What has felt like it's out of alignment? If you could clear 10 or 20% off of your calendar, what would you clear off of it? What would you need to say no to? That will help you get closer to getting really, really clear about what your boundaries are with what is a yes and what is a no. Okay, the second time management tip is don't wait to find time. You have to make time. And it sounds like such a little subtle difference, but it really is the difference between running your business by default and running your business by design. You have to be intentional every single time you sit down to get to work. So if you have big dreams, writing a book, creating that program, and they have just been sitting there for years because you haven't found the time to make them a reality, we've got to start making the time to work on the big picture for your business. The thing is, I think of this just like I would think about any other area of your life that you want to make a commitment to. So if you are committing to a healthier lifestyle, You know, this is a big priority for a lot of us. We want a healthier lifestyle, but we can never find time to 
cook, or we can never find time to meal prep, or we can never find time to exercise. Well, if we really truly are committing to it, then we can't just wait for the time to magically appear. We have to block out the time to plan your meals and to order the groceries and to do the meal prep on Sunday afternoon. You schedule reminders on your phone so that you get up from your desk every hour to take a walk around the block, right? We have to intentionally make the time for the things that matter for us. If your relationships are important, let's say you want to spend more time with your kids, then you decide, well, how can I spend more quality time with my kids? Maybe I have a date one-on-one with each of my kids once a month and I give them a whole morning to themselves with just the two of us. And you carve that out and you plug it into your calendar. The same thing with your business, the same thing with your business. And you have to be super intentional about this. This is where the model calendar approach comes in. And I've talked about the model calendar approach quite a lot. If you have a CEO planner, you understand the model calendar approach. If you have been along the ride with me for a long time, you've heard me bring this up again and again. This is one of the most foundational things that can start to shift in things in your business, can start to help you find the time for the big projects or the big priorities that you have in your business. And I'm not the only person who's ever talked about creating this type of calendar. In fact, if you are listening to a lot of people who talk about productivity or who talk about time management, Pat Flynn has done a podcast or two about creating his ideal week. Uh, Michael Hyatt talks a lot about how he uses time blocking to manage his calendar. They all share their experiences. I just find so many people who talk about time management, they use some version of this where they are using their calendar to block out specific times to work on specific things in their life or in their business. So I have a whole tutorial about this. We go into this inside of the Fired Up and Focus Challenge. But here's a couple things I want you to think about for a model calendar. And just the way that I approach it might be different from some of these other guys. So my first goal when you're thinking about your model calendar is it's meant to be flexible and structured. And here's what I mean by that. I hear from a lot of people who say, well, I can't do some sort of time blocking because it's not flexible enough for my real life. It doesn't actually work for me when, you know, my kids wake up sick or something shows up that I have to deal with. It's it's too rigid. A model calendar isn't meant to be rigid. It's not there to plan out your week by the minute. The purpose of a model calendar is to give you good blocks of time that align with the biggest priorities for your life and for your business. That's all it is. It's there to make sure that every week you are checking in with these different areas of your life or your business. So every week I need to make sure I'm going to focus on business right now. I need to make sure I'm having some CEO time. And this is the time where I do my CEO date, where I check in with our 90 day strategy and our annual strategy. This is when I'm managing out my week. This is when I'm checking in with my team. So every week I need that CEO time and you do too. Putting an hour a week 
in there will make such a huge difference because it allows you to set your week up for success intentionally and adapt and adjust as you need. If you realize you're behind on a project or you're behind on something you're working on in your business, you can adjust a timeline. You can get the team back on the same page. You can adapt and adjust your plan when you have a regular time to check in on all the things in your business. And that's what your CEO date is about. It's about making sure that you're checking in, that everything is going according to your current 90-day strategic plan, your current 12-month strategic plan, and also adapting and adjusting that plan as you need to. You probably also have some client time in your calendar. And this is something that if you can batch this together, if you can schedule your clients back to back to back, if you can have dedicated client-facing days, it will make your life so much easier because instead of shifting gears constantly between working with clients and creating content or working on that big picture project, you're able to keep going in one gear. You're able to keep getting that momentum, getting in that zone by grouping those things together. So I group together clients into one day. I group together my content or other projects I'm working on, like maybe writing a book, creating a new program, creating a new training. I group those together in a different day. And by grouping like with like, you get more momentum in those things. So I hope that makes sense. You want to create your model calendar. You don't want it to be to the minute, but it's there to make sure that you have CEO time, that you've blocked out and gotten intentional about how you're working with your clients. It's giving you time to work on your content or your marketing or your sales. It gives you time blocked in your calendar each week to do business development. And then, you know, the beautiful thing about this is if for some week you don't get enough time to get in your business development time that you had wanted, next week you have a time there as well. And so you don't fall behind on all of these different areas of your business because you're touching in with them each and every week. So we're going to get more into that, but I think this is one of the best strategies I've ever used. Personally, I hear the most feedback from people who are using this, that it's made a huge difference for them when they can create it and make it work for them and stick to it. If you are building a business while you're working a job, so you're building your business on the side right now, you can find the time you need to grow your business, to get intentional about your business with a model calendar. It will help you so much to make sure you're not falling behind and you're actually getting that momentum going. You could easily find 20 hours a week by replacing, you know, three to four hours of TV every night with a few hours of working on your business plus five hours of Saturday mornings. If you're a busy mom, a busy working mom, and your kids are really little, like preschool age and younger, I had so many times when my kids were younger where I would wake up an hour earlier than my family or two hours earlier than my family in order to get that quiet time. Or I enrolled my kids in preschool pretty early when they were about 18 months old because I knew I needed some dedicated quiet time, even if it was just three hours in the morning. I asked my husband for help. There were plenty of times when I said, hey, I need Saturday mornings to myself to work on some of these big picture projects. Can you make a plan with the kids to get them out of the house for two or three hours? And I know that might sound easier said than done, but if you get creative, you will find that you can get more of that time back to work on the big picture projects in your business. 
And the final thing I want to say is if you are a night owl, that's okay. You don't have to be an early bird to be successful. I know there's a ton of chatter out there about, you know, early morning routines and you need to wake up before the sun rises to be successful. And I call BS on that because I truly believe each and every one of us have our own creative rhythms. If you happen to be someone who your most creative time is after 10 o'clock at night, cool. How can we build out the rest of your calendar so that you have that time for creativity and you don't get interrupted? But then the other times are when you're kind of doing the day-to-day type of things. So I want you to ask yourself, what time do you have available to work on your business? What time makes the most sense given your lifestyle, given your family situation, your own creative rhythms? And what are the most important things you need to block out? You need to block out a couple hours at a time in your calendar so that you don't fall behind on those priorities in your business. Okay, last but not least, Time management tip number three, take yourself on a CEO date. You've probably heard me talk about a CEO date. You've probably seen me post about a CEO date. If you have the planner, the CEO planner, then you have the CEO date checklist every single week to take a peek at. And I find that one of the biggest reasons we never seem to find time to upgrade our CEO habits is that many of us, especially overachieving perfectionists, we tend to think in very all or nothing terms. We tend to think that if we want to write a book, we have to wait until the right time magically appears where we have no other distractions and nothing but writing is on our calendar when we don't have family things going on, or we don't have so many clients on the calendar. I'm here to tell you it just doesn't happen that way. Any big priority you have, you have to carve out the time to actually sit down, plan out your big picture projects, and then chunk them down so that when you do have an hour or two, you can start making some progress towards your goals. And that's what a CEO date will really help you do. When you embrace this idea of carving out an hour or two every week to plan out your week, to plan out the big picture projects in your business, to actually plug times in your calendar in the week ahead to make sure that you can make time for those things, it will start to create real momentum in your business. So personally, I use my CEO date as a time to check in. Again, I check in on my 90-day plans. No surprise, we talk about this a lot. We run on a 90-day system in my business. That's kind of our operating system, the 90-day CEO system that we run in my business. And every week I'm checking in on our 90-day plan. I'm updating the team on the 90-day plan. And I'm also keeping some time available to make sure I'm able to work on the big picture. So that's the perfect time on my CEO date Monday for me to map out the next launch, to outline a new program, to make a plan for pitching myself for a bunch of interviews. It's so much easier to write a book when you start by brainstorming, you know, what are all the topics I want to cover? And then putting together what are the chapters going to be? Then what is the outline for the chapter? And then you start filling in gaps. That's how those overwhelming big picture projects become more manageable tasks. You give yourself a few hours to just get out all the ideas, to brainstorm, and then you start chunking it down and getting it organized. 
And then you start plugging in the times in your calendar. Once you have that brainstorm, let's say it's for not a book, but maybe an online program you want to create. If you have a brainstorm for all the things you want to include in that program, and then you can start to organize all of those things into specific lessons, specific modules of that program, suddenly you can block out time in your calendar saying, hey, this week I want to record lesson one on fill in the blank. And it makes it so much easier because you've broken it down into manageable tasks. So I want you to ask yourself, what are the big picture projects you want to focus on for the next 90 days? Schedule your CEO date. Give yourself time to not only check in on the current status of your business, but also give yourself a little bit of time to really get into the brainstorming about what's next for your business. This will help you get all the steps, all the tasks mapped out. Then you can plug it into your calendar so that you have made time to work on those things. So I hope this episode helped you to get inspired about growing your business by design, not by default, making time each and every week for the ideas that will move your business forward. And of course, don't forget the Fired Up and Focus Challenge is back starting on April 14th. And we would love, love, love to have you join us. Head over to firedupandfocus.com to sign up. If you loved this episode, please connect with me. Take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and tag me on Instagram stories. Share with me, what are you going to take action on this week? Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Promote Yourself to CEO. For full show notes and transcripts, head over to rachelcook.com slash show. And if you don't want to miss any future episodes of Promote Yourself to CEO, make sure you are subscribed to the show via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. I look forward to talking to you again soon.